home, big fella. You drunk, big fella. Two sips and now you want a trip, big fella. You not a drinker. I can see it all in your leg, big fella. You wobbly, big fella. You finna fall. Sit down, you drunk, big fella. Well, here we are. Episode number 12 of the On Willie's Mind podcast. It's 2-23-2017, better known as February 23rd, 2017, if you're not a binary code knucklehead robot. What does that day mean exactly? By the way, thanks to Chance the Rapper, it is a very weird afternoon in Columbus, Ohio. It's warm, it's windy, it's February, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but maybe it shouldn't make a lot of sense because today is the trade deadline in the NBA. Um, you might have known that because you listened to me and John talk about it on Tuesday, but today's show is just me. I am going to talk to you guys about anything that's happened since John and I had a chance to talk on Tuesday. Um, no big intro today because it's just me, obviously, but let's start out by talking about the big non-deal of the day. There's a pair of them, actually. The main one is a deal involving one of my favorite players in all of basketball, Indiana's Paul George, and a deal involving the Boston Celtics. So going down to the wire, we had the Boston Celtics, Indiana Pacers working on a deal. What has sent Paul George and the year and a half left on his contract to Boston? What ended up happening is that ultimately the Pacers simply wanted too much of what the Celtics had in return. And when you look at it, it's it's pretty unreasonable for the Pacers to ask for what they asked for, or reasonable depending on how much you value Paul George. But it's also incredibly reasonable that Boston would not want to give these guys up, especially because you know you add Paul George, but you lose. All right, let's just look at this list, and then we'll talk about it. So Indiana wanted three of the four players from a group involving Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, and Jalen Brown, as well as the 2017 uh, Brooklyn Nets pick, which will in all likelihood be either the first overall pick, but if not, certainly one of the top three. So yeah, for Boston, it makes a lot of sense not to want to make that deal, you know? Especially when you're talking about, you know, Avery Bradley, not as big of a factor as Crowder, Smart, and Brown. But when you look at Crowder, Smart, and Brown, those are guys that have provided really, really valuable minutes to the Celtics this year. And, you know, you're losing a good portion of your bench and, you know, swap out Crowder for Paul George. That's a starter. But then you're losing, you know, a lot of minutes from Marcus Smart, who provides crazy good minutes when he plays as well as the potential of their picking Jalen Brown from the last NBA draft. Another big stipulation of that deal is that Paul George, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, I think it was fairly recent, maybe a little bit before the trade deadline, has reportedly said that he will only sign a long-term deal with his current team, the Indiana Pacers, or with his hometown team, the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll talk about this deal in another show in all likelihood closer to the after the season kind of scenario. But for right now, with Magic Johnson at the helm, <laughs> sucking for the Lakers is important, so they didn't want to make the deal. Because if they lose their... Um, we'll talk about that later. But basically, with Magic Johnson at the helm, it looks like Paul George has a pretty good chance of being a Laker long term. It would probably not be a Celtic for very long. 
The other deal lacking a trigger pull involves one of the NBA's marquee franchises that happens to stink, uh, the New York Knicks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, The Knicks were going to send Derrick Rose to the T-Wolves for Ricky Rubio, swapping point guards. And what I'd have to assume the two GMs, well, I guess the president of basketball operations for the Knicks, Phil Jackson, and I'm not sure who the Timberwolves GM is, but I'd have to assume that both teams just decided it's not going to dramatically impact, you know, the future of either team or even the season of either team as both teams are kind of, they don't really have much life in them anyway. Um, Especially with the Timberwolves who lost Zach Levine for the season and now it looks like the Pelicans are going to sneak up and grab that 8 spot in the West anyway that the Timberwolves were in competition for. The Knicks, uh, that Derrick Rose contract expires after the season, so that, that's nothing they really need to hold on to. And Derrick Rose, good player in his prime. Ricky Rubio never really came into fruition, but that Ricky Rubio move isn't really going to do anything for the Knicks' future. So why? That, you know, it makes sense. So the first move that happened after the podcast on Tuesday was a deal that I guaranteed would happen a different way, and Magic Johnson's first move as president of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers sent Lou Williams to the Houston Rockets in a swap for an unprotected 2017 first-round pick and Corey Brewer. Magic's first move as Los Angeles president. I guarantee that Lou Williams will be headed to Washington. He's headed to Houston. For the Rockets, it adds a really nice bench team to a team that's already clearly in contention with James Harden, Eric Gordon, Montrez. Great team. What they're getting in sweet Lou Williams is they're getting a guy who's having a really, really great year in L.A. He's averaging 18.6 points per game, 3.2 assists, and 2.3 rebounds. Just a solid bench piece to an already contending Rockets team. Already mentioned that contention thing. But it's also a move by Magic that kind of initiates the conversation that, hey, we are rebuilding. We're getting that pick. We don't know what it's valued at, but we don't really need Lou Williams for our future right now. This is a move for our future. Who knows what this club is going to look like in even a year and a half or two years. But I think that Magic has a chance to turn that team around quite dramatically. And I think the Lou Williams trade is a nice little culture change-up for that Magic team. Or excuse me, that Magic run team. It's not the Orlando Magic. That team's a mess. We can talk about them on a different podcast. I've already said all I need to say about the Orlando Magic in other podcasts. Even in blogs. You don't want to get slammed in a blog. However, the Wizards did end up making a separate move for a bench piece. This happened early early night, late afternoon yesterday. They acquired a really, really good bench piece in, it's hard to say his name. I think it's Bojan Bogdanovich. I can say his last name, it's Bogdanovich, but Bojan, B-O-J-A-N, a shooting guard who is starting for the Brooklyn Nets. And what they're getting, or what they sent in return, is Andrew Nicholson, who's a power forward, Marcus Thornton, shooting guard, who was actually ended up, <laughs> he got cut right after. And a 2017 first-round pick. That's lottery-protected. Won't matter. The Wizards, in, unless something crazy happens where John Wall and Bradley Beal decide they're not playing basketball anymore, will be headed to the playoffs. Now, 
Brooklyn really doesn't have any use for Bogdanovich. Um, he had an expiring contract, and what ends up happening is they do get a nice, they get a first-round pick in return, and <laughs> they're already losing theirs to the Celtics this year. Um, for the Wizards, very nice bench piece. <laughs> it sounds like today we're going to be talking a lot about bench pieces, by the way. I know how excited you guys get about bench pieces. But it's just an addition for the Wizards. You know, he averages 14.2 points and three and close to three and a half rebounds per game. He shoots 44% from the field. This Wizards team needed some life off the bench. You know, their key player off the bench prior to this move was Thomas Sadoransky, who, quite frankly, is just not a good talent uh, to come off as the sixth guy on your team. I think it's a really solid move for the Wizards. It doesn't really affect what Brooklyn's doing going forward. They're in the tank in a desperate factor. Or in a desperate way, I should say. Not in a desperate factor. But getting a first-round pick back, kind of fun. Maybe it turns into, who knows, a guy like Miles Bridges at Michigan State. One of those mid uh, to late first-round guys. Solid move overall. I think it's a good addition for both clubs. Look at that. Additions for both clubs. Getting along in a world of so much controversy. Another trade that went down last night, the Atlanta Hawks trading backup center Tiago Splitter and future draft considerations, whatever that means. Who knows at this point? For Irian Irsen Ilyasova, another hard European first name whose last name I know, in addition to a future second rounder, that's what they're getting from the 76ers. So what the 76ers get in splitter is, I guess, a guy to replace Jalil Okafor for what it's worth when Jalil Okafor is hurt. Or not Jalil Okafor, excuse me, but Joel Embiid. We'll talk about Jalil Okafor in a minute because that's actually the next thing on the docket, but that's a little weird too. So backup guy for Joel Embiid. Uh, They now have a logjam at center, however, because they have, as the aforementioned Jalil Okafor, and Joel Embiid, and I believe Joel Embiid's going to be one of the best players in the game five, six years down the road. Um, you know, Atlanta's got Dwight Howard. They don't really need much from Tiago Splitter, who I believe was signed to a, kind of an expensive deal. But they get an Ilya Sova, a guy who could start some game, or he's going to be on the bench, excuse me. He's averaging 14.3 uh, points and close to six rebounds. Nice rotation piece for Paul Millsap, who was a 2016-2017 All-Star, but he's 32 years old. And, you know, these big guys get old fast in the NBA. Not a bad move at all for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Right now they're sitting at fourth in the Eastern Conference. Um, Probably not much of a contender. Let's see if they can make some noise. I don't think they have much in them, but I'm sure they have some determination that I don't necessarily hold. We'll see. So around noon today, the first big deal of the day, uh, I guess trade deadline day, there were really only two bigger deals. Uh, we thought that Paul George trade might happen. There was some Jimmy Butler and Carmelo Anthony rumblings. But one of the bigger deals of the day ended up being a move that did not involve Jill Okafor, surprisingly, between the 76ers and the Mavericks. The Mavericks picked up the former sixth overall pick. He was the sixth overall pick in the 2013 draft. Nerlens Noel, or Noel, excuse me, former Kentucky guy. Um, they sent Andrew Bogut, Justin Anderson, and a weird 
top 18 protected first-round pick. That's the Mavericks pick to the 76ers. My first takeaway from this was that Mark Cuban must have some sort of weird Jedi mind trick on 76ers guy. You know, he runs the team. He coaches GMs, Brett Brown, because that top 18 stipulation could come back to bite. You know, by the way, Bogut, Andrew Bogut, is probably going to be bought out in one fashion or another. Two teams in contention for Bogut right now will likely be the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. Golden State, who actually traded Bogut, uh, would love to have him back, but they can't. They traded him. There's restrictions on who you can resign and who you can't. Bogut's not a guy that Warriors can resign, so we'll see how that plays out. So let's talk about this top 18 stipulation that Mark Cuban seemed to throw into this trade. The Mavericks right now are out of the playoffs. In all likelihood, the Nerlens Noel edition will not push them into the playoffs. They're probably going to end up getting this pick. <laughs> and, you know, the 76ers, they gave away a guy who has a big upside. You know, right now, he's averaging 19 minutes a game. He averages 8.9 points and 5 boards a game. But overall, his career has been pretty solid. This is his third year as a basketball player in the NBA. Missed a lot of his first year with an injury. Uh, He was on, I believe he was originally drafted to the Hornets. Um, He's averaging 10.2 and 5.3. That's points and rebounds, respectively, per game over his career. He has some solid upside, and I really just don't understand why you make that deal if you're the 76ers. You know, you're a team rebuilding. Um, Trust the process has been the key word, and that's mainly been to let guys develop. So letting a guy like Nerlens Noel develop, who is a top prospect and probably would have been the first overall pick in that 2013 NBA draft, but he tore his ACL um, in college and never really got a chance uh, to get some scouting on him, but he's excellent ball player in my opinion and has the potential to be a really really good power forward center kind of guy so yeah the Mavericks ended up swindling the 76ers out of future talent and I believe that top 18 pick is going to be the Mavericks so they end up (laughs) acquiring a talented future prospect in Nerlens Noel they end up maintaining their first over or their first round pick and in a lot of situations it looks that way and they moved a guy, and Justin Anderson, who I don't, I didn't really know much about prior to today, and Andrew Bogut, who doesn't appear to be even staying on the 76ers. So yeah, the Mavericks came from Dallas in some hodgepodge fashion and swindled the 76ers out of some future talent. Let's move on. Now, two deals snuck in right at the trade deadline buzzer. Uh, Two bigger deals, I should say. Let's start with the Chicago Bulls and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The other deals between the Raptors and the Suns. We'll get there in a minute. So the Thunder end up with longtime Bulls power forward Taj Gibson. Um, They also pick up sharpshooter Doug McDermott and a 2018 second rounder. Heading back to Chicago now are Anthony Morrow, uh, journeyman shooting guard. Geoffrey Lavarange, he's a center with a French last name, and a guard in Cameron Payne, who I believe came over in a trade. Uh, I believe it was that Ibaka trade. Uh, he was originally Orlando, then Oklahoma City, and now he is headed to Chicago. Um, it seems to be an attempt for both teams to do a little retooling at the deadline. 
uh, gives a little fan gives the fan base some some hope. Um, I believe the Bulls end up with the better side of the deal, however. You know, they're going to get Geoffrey. I'm just going to call him Geoffrey. His last name is probably going to make me commit some sort of politically offensive comment about his last name. Um, I see Payne and Geoffrey with some upside. Um, Who knows? We'll see. I really like Doug McDermott's rise this year. I like what Taj Gibson can be on a solid team. Um... Maybe a lineup with Russell Westbrook, Taj Gibson, Steven Adams. That sounds kind of interesting. They're not going to contend for a whole lot in the playoffs. Uh, that Kevin Durant loss still has them reeling. I get that it's Russell Westbrook's team, but they need something else around him, and they need more touches from other guys. Come on. All right, interesting team, or interesting deal, I should say, between the Toronto Raptors and the Phoenix Suns. Yahoo Sports.com basketball reporter. You know him as the dropper of the Waj bomb. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, reported that Toronto is sending Phoenix <laughs> its 2017 and 2018 first round picks, as well as PJ Tucker in a deal that will move Jared Sullinger, who, by the way, because I'm on the campus, former Ohio State Buckeye, to the Phoenix Suns. Fun little deal if you're a Suns fan. Fun little deal if you're a Raptors fan. It doesn't mean a tremendous amount for the Suns. Um, They're a club who is definitely in the tank this year. Uh, P.J. Tucker will become a nice little bench piece for the Toronto Raptors. Um, Toronto is just getting more and more impressive by the day. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of this little segment. But as a rotation guy for the Suns, Tucker averaging 7 points and 6 boards per game. Now, Sullinger on the Raptors, uh, he was a starter in Boston a couple years back, but was marred by injuries all year this year, never really got a chance to factor into that Raptors mix. So maybe not a bad move for them, you know, just move that guy. You never really have to teach him much about your system, I guess. You know, they added Serge Ibaka, so maybe they don't really need him in the rotation. Sullinger could be, you know, he has a lot of upside, a lot of talent in his game. Injuries and inconsistency have really marred his career. I'm using marred a lot today, I've noticed. Weird. But yeah. Um, we'll see how he does on the Suns. I think P.J. Tucker is a good bench piece for a, a contending, let's call him a contender, a contending Raptors team in the wake of that Serge Ibaka edition earlier in the deadline period. Um, that's the last of the big trades for this show. Uh, let's talk about a few deals that I'm calling the pocket change deals. Um, these trades don't really mean anything, but I feel like I should mention them while we're, while we're here. So Denver trades a future protected second rounder to the Bucks for Roy Hibbert. That comes in the wake of a trade involving the Trailblazers where they sent uh, backup center Yusuf Nurgic to the Raptors, or excuse me, to the Trailblazers. Got all my t- I'm talking about so many teams. It's getting me all mixed up, guys. So, yeah, they get Roy Hibbert. The Rockets trade KJ McDaniels to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they're just clearing some cap room. Maybe uh, the Nets will send them some tennis balls or something. Maybe a, a poster of... Who is Who even plays for the... Brooke Lopez. They'll send them a Brooke Lopez poster. Um, same tennis ball deal. Uh, Houston sheds guard Tyler Ennis to the Lakers. Crazy moves, Magic. 
getting Tyler Ennis, who we haven't heard from since I think he was at Syracuse, solid ball player at Syracuse, not a crazy NBA player. And finally, Atlanta trades power forward Mike Scott, who's been on the team for a long time, uh, not really much of a contributor anymore, especially with Ilyasova in the mix now. Um, they send him to the Suns for a protected second rounder and some cash. Uh, that just seems like clearing up a little bit of a log jam. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, playing us out is Houndmouth with the song Ludlow. I was just feeling this track. It's a little weekend cut. Um, NBA is back tonight, guys. Uh, following the deadline, you get to check out some fun stuff. I'll be at a concert, so I won't get to tune in. Uh, maybe until maybe second half of the late games. Still kind of fun. The game you should be checking out is Houston uh, with their new bench piece in Lou Williams playing at New Orleans. The Pelicans. The first game with Boogie in the Brow. <laughs> the new reality TV show with two beat down cops. That game is an eight. Uh, you can use League Pass to watch it if you have League Pass or if you're in that market, tune in. It's the first game with Boogie and freaking Anthony Davis. What more could you want? I'm going to be sure to catch the highlights from that one. Um, the game I'll probably have the chance to watch most of is the Los Angeles Clippers at the Golden State Warriors. And surprisingly, Chris Paul, CP3, back in action tonight, 10.30 on TNT. Uh, we were expecting a lengthier, I guess, injury from Chris Paul. Nonetheless, he is back in action tonight. Another news, baseball is back. The game I'll be listening to on 700 WLW in Cincinnati. I'll be listening on my MLB at Bad app. I'm apparently promoting all the premium content, League Pass, MLB at Bad. NFL Red Zone, is that on right now? Anyway, I'm going to be listening to the Reds and the Giants. Uh, the Reds are starting young gun rookie Davis, and the Giants are starting some guy who's maybe led a couple World Series runs. He's pretty good in baseball. Madison Bumgarner taking the hill tomorrow at 3.05 in Arizona. Um, that's all I really got for you guys. Watch some basketball. Check out what's going on with your baseball team in spring training. Uh, enjoy your post-trade weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Right, take it easy. In Houston.